Hello and welcome to the Cast Cause. My name is Ilsa. I'm Ella. And I'm Dress. Who are you? Estienne. I'm an angel of the Lord. And this week, um, I, well, you know what? Let's start with the mailbag and then I'll tell you about the episode. So we have some lovely, lovely input here from Tumblr user, please, Lord, let me sleep. God, <laughs> relatable. Great Euro. Who, um, honestly, I'm just going to read it because it's a fantastic, fantastic. So they say, hi, I wanted to reach out to tell you guys how much I love your podcast. Cass is genuinely the best and I appreciate people who appreciate him. I wrote part of my final paper of undergrad about queerbaiting in the mid-2000s and really fell back down the rabbit hole of SBN and SDL. The best thing to come from reverting to my 13-year-old self was finding this pod and knowing that I am not the only <gasps> feral cast enthusiast out there. Keep That's doing so what sweet. you're doing. That's you guys so are awesome. nice. <laughs> this is an incredibly sweet message, but what's even better than this is that they followed it up shortly afterwards with another ask that reads i'm embarrassed <laughs> full stop <laughs> i sent you a message um i think this is signing your praise i think they just meant singing your praise and completely forgot my question and then they say in my defense i just smoked a joint and i'm listening to taylor swift um, and then in brackets, they say, I'm in Canada, so it's all good. Listen. <laughs> no judgy. Wherever if, you're no, listen. Hey, whatever illegal or legal things you're doing, uh, including listening to Taylor Swift, we're going to support you. It's okay. We're happy for you. We're very happy for you. Um, so the question that they have, uh, they say, if you were only allowed to watch one cast scene for the rest of your life, what scene would it be and why? A toughie. This one had me, um, I'm like, my mental Rolodex is running. It, yeah. it is spinning insanely. Yeah, because it's like one scene, not even like one episode. It is just the one scene. It's just the one scene. It's not. It's not a, a episode. Literally, okay, you read know what? this when we got it, and I have not thought. Hey, maybe have a think about that, so that you have an answer when you're recording. <laughs> well, because you I prefer not to think about uh, this hellish world where I only get to watch one <laughs> scene the rest of my life. Can I be? Yeah. I'm gonna be predictable, and I'm gonna give an answer that. Um, I think is really going to typify, uh, typify me as Cass Cost co-hosty. Uh, Let me guess. Eight twenty one. The interrogation. Uh, slash oh my god! The, I was yeah. going to say goodbye, stranger. <laughs> goodbye, stranger is a close contender. The goodbye, yeah. stranger uh, beating up Dean scene. It's really fun. I always like when Dean's begging for his loved ones to like love him back. It's, yeah. That's his core to me, so I really enjoy that. But um, I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna cheat. Um, and Tumblr user, please don't let me sleep. Forgive me for that, okay? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna say in 821, actually, the the scene where he he goes through the diner and like or, uh, the bigger sense, like it flashes from different locations. That. Uh -huh. 
Yes. Biggerson's quantum positioning. Actually, it's just all of his scenes in A21. When he kills the other angel with the bullet, <laughs> with, the, with the bullet in the eye, that's pretty dope. And then, and then, yeah, honestly, just purgatory arc. Is that fine? Is that cool? These are not one scenes. You are not answering one scene. Okay, (laughs) fine. Okay. What scene? There was many scenes. (laughs) I need to, I need to, well, you know what, Ella? Prize goes to you because I think I am going to pick the Goodbye Stranger one. (laughs) I just thought, I just thought, I was like, yeah, Cass beating Dina. Interesting. Sorry. But then also just like being elusive and like zapping himself away with the tablet. Like that's. Very like good. That's a, that's a favorite move of mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From Cass. Just leaving. I do think also it's the one I've, I've rewatched most. So probably that's it. Yeah. What do you guys think? What are your takes? Um, this is one is unbelievably difficult. Uh, yeah, thank you. That's why I waffled forever. This is kind of an evil question. <laughs> uh, but, you know, as a fellow Swifty, I salute you. There we go. You um, have to um, It's very hard. It's a fair I feel question. like I might pick the scene in... I think it's the last... I think it's season 15... Where Cass and Jack are sitting on the car and Cass tells Jack, like, you don't need to be anything. We love you for who you are. Like, you're my son, basically. Um, God, I love it. It's very good. It's very good. I can't wait till we get to the Jack thing because I think that, like, Cass's whole character arc is so great. And he, like, goes through so many things like what we're coming up to in season five is also like Mm. an all-time favorite of mine but i think Mm. like cast becoming a father is i mean visionary you hate to say it but i have to give it to the writers of supernatural for that one you know yeah i think also like because especially in the context that it happens like there is so much not to enjoy (laughs) surrounding (laughs) that Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think they really i really enjoy as well yeah the whole thing they did nail it. Cass has a lot of really good like speeches in the show. Like I'm trying to think like oh, yeah. of you know, I was about to say though, like yeah. when you were as when Jess was like thinking about it, I was like, I'm pretty sure she's gonna say something about Cass Cass being a dad. I thought you were gonna go <laughs> for the speech about how he um, ah. got he he became a father. That was on my mind as well. I, I was yeah. like, maybe this one. But I like the this scene where cool. he tells Jack. Because here's the thing. He tells Jack something that no one has ever told him. Okay? Oh, my God. Like, come on. Okay, you're bringing up a lot of things that I really enjoy, Marcus. But like, I need to. It's <laughs> so good. It's so good. It's very incredible. I just, yeah, it's very great. It's a it's a it's a weakness of mine when I when a character who has never been treated with love learns how to love. Yeah, exactly. By doing fantastic stuff, incredible. Uh, um, maybe I'll pick a fun Emma? one since we've really gotten. You can pick a heavy one. one. No, don't. No, I can't think like, of any. I like I have too many. Um, we'll just name a bunch and then we'll do pros and cons. 
I don't know. He's just the best. Like, how am I supposed to choose? Okay. Just um, one is, like, fucked up, especially because he goes through so much. He goes yeah, through, it's like, like it's what it's flavor of cast do we want? Stuff. Like, do I pick something, like, from an episode that we've already watched? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, like we had a we had a laugh, like, the other week about, like, the hamburger thing, like, <laughs> like, thing's pretty good. Those kind of he's things. He's not even on just, screen for that. He's not even <laughs> on the screen, but it's still really good. It's a classic cast moment. He can stop anytime he wants. <laughs> he can stop anytime he wants. Him saying that with so much confidence is just like such a fun like <laughs> summary of his character. Love it. What um, a guy. Oh yeah, I don't know. Or like. Uh, like yeah like there's so many from the end and stuff where he's just kind of he's like the almost like the moral core of the show in a certain way like sam i think is treated a bit similarly as well like you know Mm -hmm. it's always like he Mm -hmm. has to be right or whatever but Cass Mm -hmm. is often just like i'm doing a little speech i don't know Ah. but then like okay but then like something from you know um the man who would be king like I don't know, like the the opening monologue part or... Very good. Oh my gosh. You know? He's just... Like, please, Lord, let me sleep. You've stumped us. We cannot be definitive on this. I'm sorry. We'll just... Yeah. This is a bad... This is a bad thing that you've done to us. kind of mean. It was a little mean, to be honest. As a fellow stoner... There's a fellow stoner and a fellow Swifty in here, and I can't believe you did this to both of us. I mean, you're among brothers. Let's say that first. Let's say that. Like, that's great. (laughs) But there is a betrayal here. I Um, want you to answer the question. If you have an answer, please message me. Yes, please. Yeah, let us know. Text us back. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I was so I was so so tempted to answer the little car conversation that Dean and Cass have, or or outside the car conversation that Dean and Cass have in what is it eight oh two, where um, Dean no it must be like eight oh seven, where Dean is confronting Cass about <laughs> about how he got out of purgatory. And, like, the windows of the Impala are down, and Sam is right there. And Dean is almost in tears. He's, like, yelling at Cass. But actually, that's one of my favorite Dean scenes. I don't think it's it's specifically one of... Like, Cass is still fantastic in it. But I like that because it illustrates how fucked up Dean is. It's so good how... Sam is just in there. He's like in the car. He's just like, okay, I'll just like play. I'll just like do the wordle or whatever. Like he's just in there. (laughs) Yeah, he's literally on his laptop or something. Um, And the scene ends when uh, Linda Tran's car pulls up and Sam scrambles out of the car. (laughs) Sam's like, thank God. He's uh, like a bullet out of there. It's fantastic. I think Cass is a really good like scene partner for a lot of people. Like, um, there's the two deleted scenes that pop into my head. Like, there's one with Crowley, um, where like Crowley says something about Cass being Dean's boyfriend, and then Cass is like, maybe calls, he's your boyfriend. Yeah, maybe he's your boyfriend. Or um, there's yeah. a scene with Rowena where she says like, what is it? It's like, um, shattered. At the altar of Winchester, is that that one? Yeah, I think, like, he brings, like, a lot of, like, I don't know. 
he's a good like conversationalist. The amount of times that they just like cut stuff that would be important for cast, and they're just like, "Well, um, snip, snip, fuck you," and it's like, "Fine, I'll do it myself, bitch." Idiot. On a little website called archiveofourown.org. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for um, both of these asks. They are fant- Well, one of them's very, very sweet, and the other's very funny and also kind of sadistic. So you know, like wins mm-hmm. and yeah. losses around yeah. across the board. I really enjoy that. Thank you. Um. So this week, we are going to be talking about Season 5, Episode 16, Dark Side of the Moon. This is a big one, folks. Uh, It first aired on April 1st, 2010. April Fool's? That's good. That's really fun. Um, It was written by Andrew Debb and Daniel Laughlin and directed by Jeff Wolno. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his surname right, but that's none of my business, honestly. It's okay. It's, I, it's his only episode, so... I was about to say, we yeah. don't really see that again. <laughs> Jeff, what the fuck? Um, big episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jess, do you, do, you, do you happen to have the cast count on hand? Um, I do. First, I'd like to say that Jeff most recently has been directing Riverdale, which is... Uh, okay. Awesome. All right. Okay. Um, well, you know what, Jeff? You know what you're about. I really appreciate that. Good for you, Jeff. Good for Jeff. Um, and the cast count for this episode was three minutes and forty-seven seconds. Oh, that's low. <sighs> Slow. So there you go. But really good. Really good. Really good minutes, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and. Uh, we love Soul Cast being crazed by the need for red meat, which is so relatable. He wanted a little, a little hamburger. <laughs> and and in the time since, we have to assume he's just been going on his same old quest uh, mm. of the season, which is finding God. <laughs> Are you it's okay? a big deal. <laughs> my boy, <Just> my boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs> Looking for his dad. Do you want uh, to tell us about 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 the actress? I sure do. Um, so in this one, the boys go to heaven. Um, so they get shot in their motel room by some hunters, and they get sent to heaven. And they end up like going on a little adventure uh, <laughs> through all the different memories because that's what heaven is. It's like. You, li- you relive all of your best memories. Um, so they've got to find their way through because they need to get to the garden where Joshua lives. Um, and Joshua is an angel that God talks to. Uh, they're able to find him. And he's like, hey, you guys need to give up because God doesn't want to help. And they're like, uh, is there any wiggle room on that? And Joshua's like, no. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, and then they come back to Earth, and there's an absolutely heartbreaking scene where they tell Cass that, like, it's not going to happen. Um, and you see Cass uh, break, I would say. Like, this really fucks him up. And this is like to know that God is out there and God knows what is happening and doesn't and will not intervene, despite the fact that they're mm. specifically looking for him to try to get him to help. Cass is like it, it absolutely breaks it, him. 
It's so tragic. Um, And then, uh, you know, the episode ends. And also, like, there's brother stuff that goes on. They fight. We'll talk about it. It's very good, I think. Um, But And then we also see uh, Ash and Pamela in heaven again. Oh, yeah. Fantastic stuff. There's so much to this episode. And Mary. And Mary. Yeah. Mary is in there. But it's not quite the same because Mary's like a... She's like a fake. She's a yeah. She's she's just like she's doing the memory thing. It's not like they get to talk to Ash and Pamela and like have conversations with them. True. Right. So they they don't enter Mary's heaven. They just like she's there in Dean's memory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also, this is so fucking troubling. Like, because this is the first thing we're stumbling on. Is it is it cool if I? If I can, if I can yeah, I, I had one little thing before we get into the episode. Oh, sure. Um, I noticed in yeah. the intro, like the um the road so far or whatever, they were showing everybody's deaths, like a bunch of Dean's deaths and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They yeah. showed Sam in the song "Remains the Same" when he gets stabbed in the gut, but yeah. like I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't think he died then. Like all the other ones they showed, I was like, yeah, that's a death, but. It just made me think, like, did he actually die then and get resurrected? Like, is that counted as one of Sam's deaths? Wait, like, the song remains the same as in the end of season two? No, sorry, not um, the, the one that we just saw with, oh, like, Michael. I didn't realize he died. Shit, sorry, hold on. Sorry for my bad knowledge. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I wonder if he died. I forgot to look it up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because, because... That's bullshit. He didn't die. They, it, Dean would have made a bigger deal out of it if he died. Then why did they put it in like the thing? Maybe they were just because trying to even it out because there were so film, many Dean deaths. Like the, the, yeah, like the, they wanted the timing to work, I'm pretty sure. Has to be, right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just a, just something I noticed. Continue, continue. What were you going to say? <laughs> um, I was going to, yeah, I was just going to say it's really fucked up because, you know, we know that the Mary that we see isn't real. Like she's, she's Dean's memory. <clears throat> memory, uh, no, memory, if you will. Oh my god! <laughs> I, we don't you, have, I, um, you're fired. Actually, very <laughs> <laughs> sad. We'll just have to find another South African. Maybe Charlize Theron is available. <laughs> you called me Dean coded recently. Um. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't and I was do just it. like to say, to say it. <laughs> I, I just need you to look at your behavior and maybe see if that is towards anything. I'm not looking at my behavior. I'm making fun jokes. You guys don't appreciate me. Um anyway, so what we know is that like the the way that she exists, um like she doesn't really have very much agency. But when Zachariah wants to use her, he can. He can, like... So, that just means that there are reperta- representations of selves in heaven, right? Like, that the angels get to change if they want to. Well, the way I thought about it is that, like, we've seen Zach, um, like, alter perception before. Do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, but yeah, and yeah. so I kind of felt felt like it was like like he he mentions like you know you see this because like my you know true form or whatever. It's like he's editing their perception. 
Yeah, so like well, he's making it look but, like she's saying that, but it's it, do you know what I mean? Like it's the same power, I guess. I don't know. That's that doesn't make as much sense to me. But or she's yeah. like a construct or something. That's what I mean. Like she's a construct and yeah, like gets it's not it, manipulated. Yeah, it's not like he's just making it anyway, look like her from that memory try- to like fuck with them. It's not. Yeah, I feel like not I'm not we- getting my point across. What I'm trying to say here <laughs> is just like. Not gonna. I'll I'll try and figure out if it's worth saying. Never mind. Um, um, the thing that we continually come up against in this podcast, and all podcasts actually, is that it's nearly impossible to be understood by another human being. <laughs> so I'll try. That's and the see main takeaway. Can, uh, uh-huh. I can come up with a more succinct from all way media, to say actually, and isn't all art just trying to connect with somebody else and saying, "This is how I experience the world." Do you experience it the same way? Um, and what you find, obviously, is that you can never know for certain if that's the truth. Wow. So, listeners, diplomatic. I like it. There you go. I want to talk yeah. about the like more like big picture of this episode. I fucking yeah. love this episode. This is another one of my like very favorites. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's so great uh, the way that they portray heaven and the way that they're just constantly like. This is just what you're seeing because you can't comprehend what it is. I mean, like, Zach says it. He's such Mm. a dick. And he's just like, because you're limited. Um, (laughs) But it's so, it's so good. Um, And just, like, the creativity of the way they're moving through. Like, they have to find the Axis Mundi, which is a road. And so it starts out just, like, you're in the Impala on a road. But then suddenly it's, like, it's the little toy racetrack. And then that into a... uh, fucking postcard that takes you to the other place that the postcard is it's like mm. it's so good and that's like my favorite kind of fantasy thing where it's just like you're in a different like you have to think differently you know mm-hmm. um it's so excellent and then just like zach being like my true form one of my heads is a lion uh fantastic it's so we good. have to we have to ask this do we think that Cass is the same kind of angel. Like, do we think that Zach is also a seraph is basically what I'm asking. I think so. And also, do we then think that he has four heads and six wings? Like Zach says that he has? That's fine. I've read about I've read about it. I think that's right. <laughs> I've I've seen some texts. I think Cass's true form is literally just uh, Jimmy Novak. <laughs> <laughs> By season fifteen, I think kind of yeah, a little bit. Is this the like only time that we get an angel like being specific about their true form? Like besides Cass saying that he's like really tall. Um, yeah, I mean Cass calls himself a wavelength of celestial intent in season six. Pretty yeah, big. he sure does. Which is like, fuck yeah, dude. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude. (laughs) Say that. (laughs) If I remember correctly, that's another uh, Ben Edlund contribution. Bedlin, baby. Please hang out. Imagine if this episode was written by Bedlin. Well, this is what's so crazy is that it's like Dab, who's responsible for just the laziest of shit later on. Yeah. Dab and Laughlin, they really did something. I have a theory. I have a theory. This might be a bit tin hatty, but just based on like how I know writers' rooms have worked like on other TV shows, um, mm. 
people who are like producers and writers often like will be overseeing the whole like all the scripts and mm-hmm. like it's usually just the showrunner but sometimes when there's like other long-standing like eps or just producers like that you know they'll also be having a look at it like as part of the production process and like like you said this episode it it doesn't have the usual uh issues that we will come to know uh, with Andrew and Daniel and I wonder like how much of that is not necessarily getting rewritten but maybe just getting like edited a little or like um, checked up on the production team because like basically every episode this season is really good Um, even the ones that like we're not covering that are just like cases of the week like they're all pretty good pretty fun Uh, yeah and it's like sometimes it's like the individual episodes writers aren't like they're not doing like 100% themselves it's kind of like the whole team so that's mm-hmm. that's just my hypothesis but well uh, I feel like yeah. this whole like the way that heaven is feels very much like Bedlam's writing um mm-hmm. so like yeah it tracks for me that like at the very least he's in the he's in the room like helping shape this story I'm also, like, always interested to know, like, how much is the writing writer's room? Like, we always talk about the writer's yeah. room, and I'm like, okay, so how much realistically is, like, this episode only written by these two guys? Like, yeah, probably yeah. not 100%. Probably yeah. all of it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I should check my DVDs. I wonder if this episode has, like, commentary or anything. Oh, boy. That. Yeah, you um, But, yeah, it is it is very interesting because it's, like, a lot of lore. So I'm thinking, like, like Kripke probably also had a lot of, like, um, like he's he's very okay. like it, it's like the kind of I don't know if it's like the Jewish point of view that he always brings to like the heaven and hell concepts but it's uh-huh. it's very kind of um, critical of the like idealized heaven and like it, that whole conversation with Dean and Pam later on really like Ooh, is, actually uh, yeah yeah let's can we talk about that actually please let's do yeah um so Pam's whole thing is that it's like, what does it matter if everybody dies if they're going to come to heaven and it's perfect here? Right. And yeah. I was like, that is so upsetting because it's just like, then what does anything matter? Like, yeah. why why live yeah. at all? You know? Yeah. I was like, yeah. this is so depressing. And I really like Dean's whole argument that like, this isn't real. Like, real life is down there and you can't just like live your whole life in anticipation that like you'll go to heaven and you'll be in paradise like you have to live Mm. in the world yeah but it is kind of sad that Dean's like well a good thing can't be real so that's also part (laughs) of it I think it's like it's the like kind of um you know the 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 really depressing thing about it is that like as humans we don't know if this is the case or not right like you know Mm. even people who are religious it's like that's that's not coming from like a I know this pen is red situation or whatever, you know? Like uh-huh. it's <laughs> so so they're able like these fantasy shows, I think we've already talked about this, they're able to like explore like, but what if you knew da 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 da? And it's mm-hmm. like that's why it's like so it's like such a juicy conversation because it's like it's hard to like be against what Pamela is saying, like everyone's happy, like I love my heaven, you know, like there's no pain, all this kind of stuff. But then like Dean's argument is like you know it's completely valid as well, and it's just like that's you know the humans have just been having this conversation till the you know forever. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it is interesting that they choose Pamela to be saying this, because especially um, in terms of she's almost like uh, hinting that he should, you know, just say yes to Michael so that it's over. Mm-hmm. And oh, like she's, she she's died really because of the that, angels yeah. and she was, you know, blinded because of the yeah. angels. So that's, I don't know if it's just like because she's so blissed out now, I guess, that she's like chilled out. Um, well, I don't know. yeah. To me, it read like a very weird slice of pragmatism, right? Like she, mm. <laughs> she was like, "Well, you know, ultimately, what's the the end result is is uh, people come here and it's you know it's it's great." But Dean's argument, it seems like, is is not just about like having struggle is is normal and real and that's living, but it's also about like connection. Right, and I think yeah. this episode is is about connection for Dean a lot. That's why Mary's little incredibly mean speech about him, uh, everybody leaving him, it hit mm. so hard. So he specifically says, "Yeah, he specifically says that it's lonely, and it's lonely in 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 a very like. Can you imagine being there for eons and not actually making a connection with anyone and not actually reliving?" Or living anything new? That that's crazy. <sighs> Everyone watch the Good Place. Everyone who finds this stuff interesting, watch the Good Place. Um, it, it's pretty wild too that, like, obviously, when they're writing this, they don't have like the end of the show in mind. But it is fucking hilarious to me. Like, I don't think it's a secret that the th- well, especially Jess, who's not even watched it, but the three of us are not positive on the finale. Um, and the way that the finale handles heaven and hell is that they just say, well, they just say that Jack fixed heaven and they're like, Oh, it's different now. Um, you can just like do what you want, but like that doesn't actually fix the problem that it, that this episode is even presenting okay, everything's mm-hmm. really great, but, like, what's real? <laughs> what's meaning? Like, what, you know? <laughs> and that and that doesn't fix that. And so I, I think anyone who, I don't know, you know I think it's a, the same people who love the finale seem to be the same people who are, like, seasons one to five are the best, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you miss this? I don't, I personally find it really hard to, like, marriage those two thoughts because i think that's such an interesting thing that the first five seasons do is that they are critical of these huge concepts of um particularly heaven and hell is like they're asking these questions and and they're and they're having these difficult conversations and then the end of the show just puts like a really little neat bow on it and especially with the vehicle of it being dean arriving in heaven it's like that dean versus this dean it's like where is that i know a lot has happened to him since then but it, I just, it's just narratively doesn't like sync up for me. I don't know. Am I like, I don't know. No. I need, I guess I need to think of this episode like separately and I bet it's hard for me to not think of <laughs> like the concept, like the, the whole show presents. I yeah. Guess. I do think when we get to the end of the show, uh, whether we cover the finale or not, this is a point of contention. <laughs> um, Cash is not in it. Why would we cover it? He's <laughs> literally not in it. This is the We Cash can talk Cash. about. No, listen. Do you know how his absence is so significant that it's almost a presence? And I think we should uh-huh. we should think about that. Ilsa, yeah. <laughs> come on. Uh, 
man. There's a cat-shaped hole in the episode. Yeah, exactly, not because he's, he's not, not in it. And we cover the episodes <laughs> that Cass is in. Okay, so you can hear what we're going through here. But I had a point. I had a point. Wait, no, okay, um, just quickly. What if instead we we don't cover the finale, but we each find, like, a, a fix-it that we enjoy um, that Cass is in because it is fixed, and then we just or each do a little presentation to each other about what we enjoyed from the, <laughs> the fix-it pick. That's sure. an idea. Let's I, talk I don't about know. it in three years when we get there. <laughs> Can I... Just jot it down. Sorry. <laughs> all I wanted saying. to say... Jesus. All I wanted to say was that eventually I think it would be a good idea to come back to this episode and compare and contrast um, what we see of heaven and future because we're going to see a little bit more. Um, we have our first hints of like uh, corporation, or not like not our first hints, but like a continued uh, corporate structure theme. Yes, um, especially mm-hmm. with Zach because Zach always does that. The I'm in a meeting like thing that he says to Joshua. He's so. Yeah. I thought it was very funny. He's so mean. I especially love when he tells um, Dean and Sam that he's petty. He's yeah. like. <laughs> Uh, so fun. He's the perfect villain. Really, it doesn't get better. He's so good. He's so good. Also, just, like, the imagery of, like, the angels looking for them while they're in these memories, and they are, like, basically, they're meant to be, like, helicopter, uh, you know, like, searchlights and stuff, but I choose to believe that that's just, like, literally, physically, the angels are, like, these beams of light. Yes, Um, I I was also having that experience. I was like, yup. Totally. Which is just like... It rules. It's so fun to watch. It's so good. While we're on that topic, do you guys want to talk about um, Cass, especially in the episode? So like... Oh, yeah. Of course I do. The way that he gets presented. <laughs> um, you mean how they put him in the radio and they put him in the TV? <laughs> yeah. He's in, he's in my TV every week. But like... He's not usually in a TV in the TV. That it's rules. It's so good. This is only the, this is the first of two times, I think, that he is in a TV, the other being um, Scooby Natural. He's technically Hold in on. a TV. Hold on. It's the second of three times because he was in TV land, kind of. I don't know if that counts as in the TV. Oh, well, that's in the guy's head, I think. Okay, fair enough. There's a lot in this episode, huh? Like, there's a lot. I can't even... Uh, what I yeah, really appreciate yeah. is them being like, we have certain limitations. You know what we're going to do? We are going to... We're going to be like, you can only see what you want to see. And you chose to see the Cleveland Botanical Gardens as uh, the garden. I like it. Like, and, and I think like, it's really smart. It's like, uh, the concept of heaven, as you said, like, it, you know, we come back to it a lot and it gets more fleshed out. Um, mm-hmm. They never bring up that reasoning again. <laughs> yeah, and it's like every time we see just the angels, no humans, it's <laughs> it's just like a certain way. And it's like, no, boring. it should be like really fucked up. White hallways. It's so, it's so boring. Well, they never bring back the like, the, I think they stopped saying that like, this is just how you see it. Um, yeah. Which is unfortunate because I would be like, I mean, it still sucks and is lazy, but I would be a little bit more forgiving if they, like, remembered that there's meant to be all of this, like, stuff that isn't, can't be perceived by a human. And, like, 
at the beginning of this episode when Dean first is driving on the Axis Monday, like when he first gets into the Impala, mm. there's that amazing mm. shot of like the yeah. sky above and it looks like overwhelming. The moon is enormous and it's like this sense of just like, oh, there's something like bigger happening here that like mm-hmm. is you never get that again outside of this episode which is like such a shame um yeah yeah, yeah. a fun way they could have fixed that is like instead of having just heaven office you know incorporated the oh whole white God. building they could have had like any time so that the angels are like having a little meeting like in heaven they could have just been like in a different person's like memories so like just right. in different random scenarios like that would have been fun like because it, it works in the man who would be king like when they're in heaven because we see it yeah they do a little bit of that later on i think uh with jack especially uh when he goes to to kelly's um memory yeah and sees her there but that's yeah, but it's like, like specifically but, yeah. to see her um yeah. i just think that i just think that like Giving into the temptation of sh- both showing heaven and then making it a white office building mm. sucks so bad. Yeah. It is, it is honestly, it's one of my least favorite things on the show mm. in terms of creative choices. <laughs> it's so disappointing because all this setup and all these like really interesting episodes are like so fun. Yeah, this is fantastic. Yeah. Um, we spoke a little bit about Pamela. Can we talk about Ash and how he's perhaps the most interesting character that Supernatural ever came up with? <laughs> like, he's got the most going on, is what I mean by that. Like, I just want to know, did they mean to write him so bisexual? Like, like <laughs> there's a lot not just in this, here. Not just in this episode, in previous episodes, but it's just it, it really is, like... It's really in in it here, you know? Um, yeah. Present your evidence, please. Okay, he yeah, he calls heaven like my own private Idaho. Very funny. <laughs> real, oh a God, real I straight person people, reference. We were talking about Keanu, and they were like, yeah. oh, I love John Wick. And I was like, oh, you should watch my own private Idaho. It's just like John Wick. It's really good. <laughs> um, and they just like believed me because I didn't know what my own private Idaho was. <laughs> um so anyway that was crazy oh i hope they watch sorry continue continue yeah Um, you're giving evidence it's that and then it says that when he says that he went and saw the author of the kama sutra um and he says if only i had the transcript pulled up and oh i do Um, um he says that boy's heaven sweaty confusing confusing (laughs) yeah Um, Yeah. that's fun i don't know i just besides that he is just fun this whole time he's so smart um and i really i believe it like it's a bit of a leap of faith to be like yeah okay he knows how to do all this but i'm on board he can do whatever no but it's it's great because they do set him up as a very smart guy from the very start like he gets kicked out of mit (laughs) for fighting um and apparently it's really fun i think because sam goes mit in in my head, I think he says it in like a jealous voice. Um, <clears throat> anyway, and then Ash just goes, "Yeah, it's a school <laughs> in Boston or something." I don't know where I'm at. It's great. It's great. Anyway, so he apparently is Christian? Question mark. Uh, he, <laughs> he was 
a snake handler. Uh, he has an interest in world history, as we've noted um, in the, I think the episode he's introduced in, I noticed that he was watching a, a documentary on the Sharpeville massacre in in South Africa. Oh, really? <laughs> Doing apartheid, just kind of, yeah, it's, it's kind Whoa. of a big deal. Yeah, so he's got he's got an interest in world history or politics or whatnot. Um, he's fluent in Enochian. He um, mentions and is aware of the anti-Semitism in Disneyland, which I don't think was that common to talk about in 2010. Yeah. But I was yeah, also a child. Yeah, to be that's... bringing up then. Yeah, like he. He, I don't know. Like he's got a lot going on. That's just five things. He also has a mullet. <laughs> Like, come on. That's just five things. That's five things, and I could find more if I wanted to. I won't, but, you know. He's great. That's fun. Great. I like it a lot. And sometimes you, you do the OC thing when you're creating uh, a guy. You just keep throwing stuff at him, and he he just gets get more and more interesting instead of um, immensely boring. Yeah, Sorry. no, like, I believe it all. Like, I, I would trust him with my life. Like, he has just got the best energy. He brings, like, the best energy to, like, the team. Like, he's he's so, he's so such a leader in the scene. He's just like, we're doing oh, this, yeah. we're doing that. It's good, it's good vibes. Uh, also, speaking of this scene, there's, in our Discord history, um, Jess, you said that you think Sam and Pam should fuck. Why? <laughs> Um, okay, here's the thing that's annoying is that I said that and then they immediately are just like, wow, the episode is like, oh, Pam and Pam and Dean should fuck. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Because in all the other episodes that they're in, Pam is equally flirty with both of them. And right. I just think it's nice when women are like, Sam, let me climb you like a tree. Uh, I think that's fun. And yeah, I think yeah. like... Sam and Pam are like they're they're just fun together and it's like yeah, Dean, it's so potential. obvious to like have her be into Dean and it's just like come on they love to do stuff where it's like they love to be like uh like surprise actually like this isn't what you this like amorous whatever isn't what you expected like mm. it would be a perfect you know you know silly little supernatural thing for them to be like Actually, she's into Sam. You know what I mean? I feel I you. Know. I understand now, I think. Yeah. And I, I think they should have paired them up separately. Like, they should have had Dean with Ash. Like, I know Sam is, like, supposed to be the nerdy one or whatever, but him and Ash were the ones that had, like, a slightly closer relationship, I felt like. Yeah, like, they were kind of friends. And then, like, yeah, like, Sam and Pam. Could, like, why can't Sam be having these conversations, like, about... Like, because especially since he's gone on a bit of a faith journey, like, throughout the show, mm. whereas Dean's always been quite, like, agnostic, like, it would be interesting for Sam to be the one breaking these things down. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, like, come on. Like, ugh, it's just annoying. Um, I feel like we didn't talk actually that much about Cass in the radio and in the TV. Yeah, so we just got a bit excited about it. <laughs> not yet. We need to get back there. I mean, I guess there's not much to say about it. I want to have a longer conversation about him, like, at the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah. for right now, I just want to say, like, 
again, just, like, the visuals are so good. Like, to go from, like, seeing that, like, awesome shot of, like, the Impala and, like, the giant sky, and mm-hmm. then you go and it's, like, Cass is in the radio and it's just, like, the glowing radio. Also, mm-hmm. <laughs> Dean being, like, I I died and Cass being, like, condolences. <laughs> anyway, go do all of this stuff. Like That's incredible. <laughs> He's like, oh, I know what you're supposed to say when uh, somebody dies. <laughs> it's it's so great. Like condolences. He does not condolences. Care. <laughs> Something that I noted was like, I we see Cass. He's not like, um, he's not mean necessarily or selfish, but he's so um, kind of forceful, intense. He's so driven. Well, yeah, 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 to, like, get to, like, to, to fix his problem. And so, like, as soon as he realizes they're dead, which I have no, how did he find out they were dead? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he's disconnected from heaven. This is not easy to, or not difficult to, to explain away. Like, he probably knew where they were staying and he went there and they were dead and he was like, oh, okay, right. I'll do a little I'll, I'll take that. I just, I just thought, yeah. oh, I would have liked to maybe see him, like, find their bodies or something um but yeah so like literally as soon as he's like oh okay cool i got in contact with you um we're actually doing my thing i know you guys like (laughs) become alive again but just you have to do this hold on wait a second he's like why don't you do something for me for once and go find josh yeah Yeah. and then like when they put him in the tv it's so great like he's like flickering he's not totally there it really gives the impression that like it's not easy for him to be getting through to them and also god when he's like you're in heaven and i can't go to heaven i can never go to heaven again that got me i'm not gonna lie it oh my god me. it's devastating he can't return to heaven he's like, such a tragic character he's out of his home right now and he's trying to look for the you know sort of the good in the world right like the thing that is supposed to make everything make sense. Like God is supposed to fix things for mm. him. And he's so confident that Joshua is going to give him the information that he needs. Like he just thinks that's going to fix everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, it's so sad too, because they're like, finally, like we're getting somewhere. Cass has been just like all over the world carrying like this stupid little amulet that like grows hot when God is near. And it's like, Oh, finally, like we're in heaven. We can finally make mm. some real fucking progress. And then they do. And it's just like, he won't, he's not going to play ball, you know? Oh yeah. It's yeah, like the worst brutal. case scenario, I guess. Like, like he probably was like thinking of like all the different things that could be happening and that was like that'd be like the worst thing you could imagine if right like right. it like it's all he's like ever believed in right your hail mary not only doesn't come through but also like the person you were you you wanted to rely on sends you a message that says stop calling and yeah. also fuck you and your your whole goal like <sighs> If the world ends, I don't care. Let it end. Well, and like, like it's what? so distressing because it's like, we, it's God. You know what I mean? It's like, honestly, it's kind of like that thing of like, um, you know, he's, if he wanted to call you, he would call you. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, 
there there's nothing keeping god from being in contact with you exactly it's like if he wanted to he would do it uh but he doesn't want to and now they're forced to like really deal with the fact that like the reason that they haven't been able to find god is because he doesn't care and And, like he blocked you he blocked you dude (laughs) and it's so sad and Cass just like what does he say what's his first line in there like after they're back in the motel room he says something do you want to talk about that scene now yeah let's get into it yeah yeah the first thing he says is maybe joshua was lying yeah oh god which is so interesting because like when we first met Cass, he had almost like never thought of the concept of an angel lying outside of lucifer and now that's his first thought is like well you know plenty of angels have been lying to me lately like i've been lying to other angels like it's such a shift for him i think i think even as he says it he doesn't believe it Mm. i i don't think i think that's why he accepts it when uh the winchesters are like no i don't think that he was and dean like he's he says that and dean is like oh buddy Mm. like (laughs) oh I love this episode for Cass. I mean, he's obviously not in it very much, but mm. it's so just like, I feel like this is another like really big significant moment for mm. him because it's like, okay, so now you know that like this founding like tenet of your existence, which is that like yeah. you are serving God. Uh, and God is good. And yeah, exactly. And God cares is now mm. like shattered and he has to find a way to keep going. Yeah. Not the easiest of tasks, I'm going to say. Like, that's my take on it. That seems, it seems daunting. It seems hard. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't want to do it. (laughs) It's enough to drive a man to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Ayo. I I guess we can talk about it next week then. Um, I always think about when I think of Cass's journey is kind of like, um, I don't know what it's called, but it's kind of like the faith to nihilism to like, um the next fucking thing <laughs> when you like uh you know you choose to create meaning in your own life well after you realize mm-hmm. that like there is no meaning and yeah we are about to like hit headfirst into him being really nihilistic um which is a different color on him for sure and it's fun i can't express to you how how much i enjoy the uh, faithless cassiera um, because I think faith comes so naturally to him that it's very funny to see him or funny is maybe not the right word, but it's interesting to see him basically suppress that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, what can I say, dude? <laughs> the show is good. I do have one. Oh no, that's fine. I can keep it for salt mine. Okay. Um, okay. I also, I also had to shut my mouth before cause I'm like, no, that's my salt mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, there's a, yeah, like. I I really like the idea that there are ways to slip from heaven to heaven and that Ash figured it out by, like, people mm-hmm. are doing spells, people are using sigils. It's Cass and it's, and it's Ash. And the, why don't we ever have Cass and Ash, and, and Ash hang out? <sighs> it would be too powerful. Because they hate us. Actually. It's the same reason that they never have Cass and Garth hang out. It's like oh my god, it would be too good. Yeah. Or Cass and Jody, like there's just you yeah. can't 
it'll the world will just explode it's too much it's just not fair and it's not fair they deserve to know him the cw needs to save their money for um wire fights and (laughs) oh my god i don't know not the wire fight cgi grace or something what are they spending money on (laughs) flannels nepotism that's what they're a new flannel every week it's robert singer's pocket is where it's going oh true i forgot yes (laughs) The CW is a money laundering operation for Robert Singer. Allegedly, allegedly. It literally is. Like there's there's no other there's allegedly. no other explanation. There's no there's well, nothing that could could do that could explain this. It's that and it's a vehicle to to purchase um uh really expensive ovens. Um. <laughs> Don't even know an oven could cost that much. <laughs> No one knew an oven could cost that much. They don't have to, but... Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, Just on the topic, I guess, of uh, how heaven works and, and how um, Ash is popping around, something that I've seen just in, like, fandom spaces is, is certain people being like, oh, you know, um, <laughs> Sam and Dean are soulmates because they shared a heaven. And watching this episode, I had that in... Oh, I didn't want to talk about those. No, no, no. Well, I just had in my mind, I thought, well, that's actually not what's happening. What's happening is that they have, they have been given like the hack by Cass about the roads. And so Mm -hmm. they're actually like jumping between each other's heaven. They're not sharing a heaven. So I just think that's like a kind of incorrect interpretation of the episode. Okay. That's fun. So the Axis Monday actually does connect all heavens. Yeah, well, because it's like a regular person wouldn't know yeah, that, that right? Sense. Like, like Cass gives instructions. Like a regular person would, like theoretically, just live in their like memories, like de- like Dean when we see him right. at the start. Um, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't head to the garden, which is where the Isis Mundi leads. So yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, and presumably, if they like were like, um, like if they were like mucking things up like it seems like ash is trying to be like quite secretive and like um you know it's like it's very unique that he's figured this out um and maybe the angels are a bit distracted but like theoretically like the angels could probably just like you know push souls back to where they're supposed to be or whatever like or whatever Yeah. yeah but um separately from that um i think it's so fascinating how they um present like sam and dean's like psyches in this episode um i know it's not about cast but i thought it'd be like kind of we can't like really talk about this episode without talking about it um, i think that's fair because it's like pretty important for like you know the show and stuff like that <laughs> show. and i think like dean uh, dean at the end when he uh chucks out the samulet um it's he's having a real petty moment Um, but I think like, I think when you watch this episode just by itself, you can kind of simultaneously Mm. be like, oh, it's not very nice of Sam that, you know, it's, or, you know, it's, it's not very kind to Dean that all of Sam's memories don't involve Dean. And then you think, oh, well, you know, also, uh, Dean's being a bit petty by chucking that out. Right. But like in the context of the season, uh, like it actually, like all of it really makes sense and it's like really good shit. Um, so like Sam's happiest memories they're like all about getting away from john right which makes sense Mm. because like of how Mm. negatively he affected sam's life up to like 
you know, up to like, you know, all the, the whole show. So yeah. that like inadvertently means away from Dean. Whereas like, and Dean takes that quite personally because like all of Dean's good memories like are connected to when they were younger. And we, you know, we obviously see the one with Sam. We see the one with Mary, which like Sam is also, he's not in, but he's like alive at that time. And like, so it's, it's like Sam, like Sam, it makes total sense for Sam's psyche. And like, it's just good stuff. Cause it like, it hurts Dean, but it's so inadvertently, but it's still like, it just like brings up all this shit again for them. I don't know. It's just good shit, right? Like, Yeah. yeah. It is kind of sad. I this is probably to do with like not having enough money to do it. But it is pretty funny that all of Sam's good memories are be of being away from John, mm. but none of them are like being with Jess or being with his friends from Stanford or actually studying. Like it's all just about the fact that he's not uh, living life the way that John. Uh, yeah. Wants. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty sad in and of itself. It's yeah. like he's in a different environment. He's in. He's 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 like independent. Yeah. He's having a quote unquote real Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, stuff like that. I like it. So the last time that Sam leaving came up was like Dean brought it up, and Bobby was like, "You need to get a grip." But I think it's oh, yeah. like it also works so well in this episode because it's like oh, he's absolutely. being directly like confronted with the fact that like. His best memories involve Sam, and Sam's best memories are, like, away from Dean. Um, Specifically, yeah. yeah. And it's just, like, it's so awesome because it's just, like, this is something, there are, like, certain things that you just, like, never get over, and, like, Dean will just never get over Sam leaving, ever. Like, that's just, like, forever. In the same way, yeah. And in the same way that Sam can never get over, like, him perceiving his childhood that way, because, like that was also like real for him. Like the, the, mm-hmm. the freedom and the happiness that he felt being away from that environment is totally valid. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's yeah. It's like you said, it's just like, it's always going to be there. And so it, it is fun to kind of scratch at it again, almost before um, the end of the season. Um, and also like they have been fighting about like uh, recent stuff lately. Like it's very much like, <laughs> you know demon blood and you know etc etc but this is like an old wound for both of them um yeah yeah Yeah. and it's just like they will never be able to see eye to eye on this like dean will always see it as a rejection of himself and sam is like i had to save myself like i had to get away from dad and it really isn't about you dean you were just like also there and Dina's like yeah but why would you not just like stay with me and be fucking miserable and the thing that's so upsetting is that Dina's like you left and he's saying it to Dean he's saying it to Sam who literally just died with him you know what I mean it's like yeah you're together now like he spent way more time with you than he spent away from you and Dean still like can't get past this like rupture you know because it's like this is the second time in his life that Dean's whole family has been just, like, exploded, you know? And, like, the first was losing yeah. Mary, and then they find this sort of equilibrium that, like, fucking sucked and was terrible. But, like, at least it was something to rely on. And then Sam leaves, 
And it's like, yet again, everything is like blown to smithereens and Dean has to like find his way through it. Yeah. And it's, it's like in that scenario as well, they both don't understand why the other one isn't doing what they're doing. Like Sam doesn't understand why Mm. Dean would stay with their dad and with him. He, you know, like Sam, I think would totally have understood if Dean like did fuck off when he was like 18 or something and then went to make some money and then came back and got Sam or something. Do you know what I mean? Like he Mm. would... as an adult have he would understand that that yeah that's what sam would have done in dean's shoes yeah yeah yeah. and then dean also doesn't understand sam leaving because he's thinking like this is all i have like why would you leave all that you have right because he doesn't like think of a better life for himself whereas sam kind of has that um on the horizon i guess like in his goals but dean doesn't have that at that point sam's like things can be different and dean is like why would you want things to be different when we can see what we have right now? And it's like, oof. Or just not even why would you want, like, it's like, I don't think Dean even thinks it's possible. That's why he's so mad at Sam leaving, because it's like, he doesn't see that as an option. I also think we're talking around something. He's mad at Sam leaving for leaving him mostly. But he also, like, it's so obvious when, when they go to where Sam was at the motel and he had, he lived off like pizza and he hung out Ugh. with a dog for two weeks. What is that? Flagstaff? Yeah. Um, and Dean is like, oh, so this is one of your happiest memories. This is like the worst night of my life. And cause you went missing on my watch, he says. And he also says, and when dad got back and he just trails off. So it's actively stupid micro expressions in that moment. (laughs) I was like, stop acting. Stop. Can you stop acting? Why don't you go dream about your expensive island that you'll have one day? Please (laughs) fuck off. Um, No, but he, he does a really good job, but like he just trails off and it's up to personal interpretation. If you think like abuse was involved and that's been talked to death and I really don't need to get into it. You all, We've all had the thoughts. We've all read. Yeah. Um, At a certain point, it's almost like that's one of those scenes that I can't even argue that it's subtext. Like that's text. That's what he means. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's so. Like, but yeah, it's so. It's yeah. It's so heartbreaking. But ultimately, what what I think is like, he was worried about Sam. He thought he lost his family again. And he, yeah. he had a certain companionship and I think understanding with John. This is just, again, my personal reading of their relationship. But it it wasn't like what he had with Sam, which we see illustrated in the very, very first scene in Dean's Heaven so well. Yeah. Um, you know, they're brothers. They love each other. That scene's great. Our, our little um, fave little Sammy. Little Colin yeah. Ford, fantastic, incredible stuff. I don't know. I just, this is, it, I really do think this is a very good episode. It, it sets up conflicts. It handles conflicts. It brings through revelations that we didn't have before. Sam going, um, I thought they had the perfect marriage. Um, ah! And Dean going, it wasn't perfect until after she died. <laughs> Lines that I love so much. The way he fucking says it too, it's like he's never said that out loud, but it's like no. he's always thought that. Like that is is just like a fact to him. Yeah, and like, um, 
I don't know. I think this is an episode that kind of recalibrates how Sam and Dean understand each other. Of course, they're still going to keep misunderstanding each other because the show has to do things. Mm-hmm. But like this, it really does give them an insight. Excuse me. Give them insight into into one another, which I'm, I'm really glad about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's yeah. something that I've always had an issue with. Um, okay. And this is more in fandom, which, like, I think it was fine in this episode, but I do feel like people don't understand what a four-year-old is, you know? Oh, like, <laughs> thank you. Can we talk about this? Thank you. It's oh like, my God. I one time looked it up because I was like, when do you start forming memories? Um, And it is, like, around, like, you, around, like, four, three, four years old, you start, like, having, like the ability to recall memories um, mm. in the mm. way that, like, you can as an adult. Um, mm. Or, like, I don't know if it's the same way or whatever. But, like, basically, I think, you know, the show and, by extension, also the fandom, yeah. I think they overestimate how much Dean would be able to remember of their life in Kansas. And yeah. so, like, this memory you know, definitely something that he could remember. But I, I also always get, like, a little annoyed when people are, like, like, I don't know, that Dean somehow, like, A, raised Sam. This is one of my biggest pet peeves. I'm uh, so glad you said it. Like, which, like, I don't doubt that he did. Or, I don't know, that sounded stupid because he's a fictional character. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. I think sometimes people overestimate, like, how much Dean would have had to take care of a baby the extent of parenting yeah like yeah he's not gonna be changing diapers he's four years old right like so like this happens a lot with like baby jack stuff where they're like oh wow dean remembers how to take care of a baby and it's like no he doesn't like, like no just, he like, doesn't clear, like sam was already six months old when their mom died and then like dean was only four so it's like unlikely how much actual infant care he was having to do uh yeah. which like it makes a lot more sense that he would know how to do like dirt bag like kids meals you know what i mean oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's almost like they i think what happens is like especially in this episode um they show sam specifically argue that like or you know explain that he never had that and so they're kind of like look dean had it but it's like yeah did he like he like, didn't really, I, or like wouldn't be able to yeah. remember it yeah like, maybe he, he had, like, a more stable, you know, from ages, like, zero to four. But then he went on to have, as Sam did, very traumatic years after that. And I, I don't know if, like, you know, because, yeah, like I, I like you said, I think, and it's the same thing. So it's, it almost would make more sense maybe if, uh, if he was, like, say, six years older than Sam or, like, seven years older than Sam. So I would be a bit more on board mm-hmm. with... Oh yeah, maybe like as like a you know a, a kid, a bigger kid, mm, his dad yeah. would be like giving him responsibilities. You know, like a hundred years ago, like you know six year olds used to go work at like fucking factories and shit like that. Like right. you yeah. know, <laughs> like he could learn to do something like that. But yeah, right. Yeah, what I what I am like one of my or two of my favorite um, support uh, supporting, I guess bits of trivia for this argument in canon is. Uh, one, when Dean says to Sam, Sam, I've been slinging pool, cl- 
Polycuse since before you yes. were born. And then Sam goes, what, when you were four? In between nap time and snack? It's incredible. And I loved him for that. Yeah. Um, and then the other time when he's having his big confrontation with Mary and says in season 12, when he's telling her that he had to be not only a brother to Sam, but a mother and a father as well. And then he specifically says, and people always forget this, he says he couldn't do it because yeah. he couldn't do it because he was yeah. a child. He did some stuff. Most adults can't do it. Thank God. I'm so glad that you um, realize that parenting is difficult, but also that's a terrifying sentence. Thanks. Yeah, well, it's true. Um, and um, like what you said before about like Sam calling him out on it, um, it almost like makes me think that it's actually, it's less fact and more of like a mythos that was like, perpetuated by them and i think it kind of makes sense in how we see john interact with them earlier in the show like Mm. he it's like i can see i can see john telling like a five-year-old dean that like he's responsible for sam and so like Mm. even if he's not literally like putting like doing his diapers and dressing him and shit at like at that small small age like Mm. I think it would have just been like a real narrative around them because it would be beneficial to John. Like parentifying Dean is beneficial yeah. to John. And so Very like it's so. whether, yeah, whether it's literal fact or not, I guess it has the same kind of effect on his psyche. I don't know. I think that's a good point. I think that's a, a good like nuanced understanding of it. It just, it, it does always frustrate me when people yeah. are like, no, it's, it's, I don't, you know what? I think to Dean, Sam is a little bit his kid, like yeah. his, oh, his sure. weird brother kid. But to Sam, Dean is not his parent. You know? Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. And that's why that's why this disconnect happens because they are at such different perspectives. Even though, right? Like, um, I actually like was watching something about uh trauma in children, like why children in the same families can experience completely different traumas, even though they have the same household and same parents with the you know same yeah. abilities and stuff like that. And it's because, like, you are never raised by the same parents. Like, children are never raised by the exact same parents. Like, birth order, like, experience of the parents, all this kind of stuff affects them. That's why you have, like, oh such different outcomes statistically for, like, different children and, you know, of all, the, all those things, right? And it's like, this is such a, you know, this is a fantasy show. This is such an extreme version showing, like, how two kids can end up being like they're, they're quite you know there's a lot of similarities between the boys based on mm. how they were raised but um this episode's like really exemplifying like their really distinct opinions on their own lives and um how they kind of conceptualize what they've been through and mm. it's just good shit this is a great conversation and it, it keeps making me want to delve into stuff but one of the things that I I think this episode does is really solidifies Dean and Sam's characterization, which you don't really need that after five years. But yeah. if you were trying to explain to someone what is up with a show, this would be one of the like maybe first three episodes you could show them. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like what the deal is. Um, but what I also like, I do think it also does that um, to some extent for Cass, like, He's this dude who's, like, made of determination, basically. Mm. Um, and, and and his hope gets broken, you know? Uh, mm. His faith gets, gets stolen. His faith gets rejected 
Mm. Um, it was. It's, it's been so, wavering, but it's been completely like destroyed in this episode. And it's like this is where it all starts because it's like everything kind of comes from here you know Mm -hmm. like okay so you take an angel and you make him rebel against heaven and you give him someone to to convince him that they should save humanity and then you say god doesn't care about that and then it's like okay so now what happens and then that's like the rest of Cass's everything that Cass goes through from the rest of the season like yeah the rest of the series like comes from this point because once you know that like god doesn't care and your entire like existence is built on the fact that you're meant to be performing god's will like you're you're a train without tracks like what are you gonna do oh my god you're a train without tracks it's such a perfect way to who where where's that quote that is like um an angel's like a train in terms of like force and um immovability and a train without tracks really is a very good way to put it um jess you're a poet thank you you're very welcome i love Cassio. Uh, <laughs> we'll have that on record <laughs> you just reminded me of something that's like one of my gripes on the, in total for the show is that i don't know if we talked about it on mic before i can't remember but that we never get Cass um confronting chuck for this Oh yeah, um, and so it's—I it, think it would have been so. Like, I'll good. never get over it. Yeah, <laughs> have we talked about it? I really don't remember. Um, I don't think we I was have thinking we might have. But yeah. you know what's interesting? They never. I mean, Sam. That's kind of paralleled by Dean, who doesn't actually ever confront John. He just sort of lets things go. Yeah, and but but Cass is angry the way that Sam's angry. But the difference is, is that, like, John never comes back on the show and, like, <laughs> they never, well, like, go hang out and wait for Dean to die with John. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. frustrating. It's, like, all of the pieces are right there. Just, like, put the puzzle together and they're, like, mm, Just give no. them, they're, like, <laughs> yeah. well, we don't care about you. And we also, we wish people would stop focusing on Kaz because we accidentally made him the best character ever and was like, whoopsie on our part. Please look away from him. They they kind of give Dean, like, a conversation that Cass could have had with him when he is confronting Chuck about, you know that scene where he's, like, crying in the, in the bunker? Oh, yeah. Um, God, when isn't yeah, Dean crying? But it, he's so mean. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, he's confronting like Chuck about stuff, and it's it's like why why can't Cass be saying that stuff? I think it also works with Dean, obviously, because of the whole like author father God thing. I can't remember right. who said that. Coined the term. Um, yeah. Um, I do have to. I do have to ask though if they they don't let Dean do that scene instead of Cass because. It, it gives Chuck the convenient out um, of saying that, like, he says, don't confuse me with your father. And it's like... And it's like, but you're my father. You you can't say that to Cass. Yeah, like, they, you know, let's we could fix the show. When we fix the show, <laughs> th- we need to have another scene where maybe, um, maybe Dean talks to Cass about that and we find out maybe where Cass has landed on it. In a similar way that we don't see Dean directly confront John in Lebanon. Instead, we see him explain to Sam why he is acting the way he's acting. Like, he kind of explains 
um, that he feels good about his life. And all. It's like, you know, he explains his philosophy. Yeah. Like we could yeah. have had the same thing of like maybe Cass doesn't directly confront Chuck, but maybe we see, mm. we just see, you know, Cass talk about it. We don't ever really see him talk about it. They literally just like take it away from him. This like very significant like character development. Um, yeah. And they're just like, but don't think about that too much. And it's like, uh, but I would like to. Here's the thing. I'm thinking about it because you put it in your <laughs> stupid TV show. Yeah, like don't put it in the show. <laughs> Yeah. Like, so I'm thinking about it. And now now it's just my problem on my own. No, you did this. You did this. It's very frustrating because it, it does, it takes away, like, like a significant part of, like, Cass's characterization and his wants as a character. And they're just like, but Dean is the only one who's allowed to have, like, emotions and feelings. And that's the only thing that we're going to talk about after season, like, uh, when, when do you think that shift happens? When they just, like, stop letting Seven. anybody else do anything? It's like season around season 12 something. Oh, you think it's that early? I think think Sam specifically, they really stop giving him stuff to do. Like, and then he gets a little, there's a little kind of uh, reboot of Sam gets to do stuff and then it cuts off again. Yeah. And then there's a little reboot and then it cuts off again. Um, To be fair though, that has to be because Jared Padalecki is such a bad actor. Like watching him in this, in this episode, I'm like, God damn, he does nothing but fumble the fucking bag he does nothing but drop the ball like it's just like it's like painful to watch you know like i don't think that jensen ackles is like you know the fucking like oscar winner i think he's like very good for the show that he's on like he's perfectly calibrated to act on supernatural and you didn't watch the boys did you no i'm not gonna watch the fucking boys are you kidding me (laughs) They don't even have Cass on that show. I know. I just, I watched it just like for fun. Um, And I was actually just like really annoyed because I was like, damn, he's also good. He's good in this show. Like, I think he's a good TV <laughs> actor, you know, like, like he's good at acting on TV, which is terrific for him. And I think Jared Padalecki is so bad. <laughs> I think the difference is as well is that I think Jensen as a person, like this is what is pop psychology, you know, armchair fucking. Oh my God. Okay. This, but Hit us I think your, oh wait, your theories on Jensen Ackles no, as well, a I think, full person. I think okay. he is the kind of person who like will put effort in. Um, and he does that multiple <laughs> times throughout the show. Like he learns new skills. He tries new things. And whereas it seems like Jared is like, I'm a good actor and that's all I need to do. And then he never, works on it ever again like (laughs) i am not gonna delve into this field with you um i want to i yeah i mean like i don't really care what is going on in their brains i just like it's like so sad to watch like an emotional scene and then you see jared padalecki whose entire concept of acting is just like twitching his face and it's like boy oh boy and that's not very good is it (laughs) In, in terms of Sam crying scenes, I think this episode is actually like doing a pretty good job by comparison to some of his other crying scenes. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, and the other thing is, like, I'm also not convinced that Misha Collins is a very good actor because uh, we just like haven't um, seen him in very much. Oh, oh, so, oh! But he's really good at being cast. So very good. I remember what I was going to say before. I remember what I was going to say before. So when Chuck is like back right, that is like when Cass is in Lucifer, like that whole arc. And wouldn't it have been fun for maybe Cass to reflect on like, you know, the ways in which he like was similar to Lucifer and that he fell and like how talking to Chuck, like, or, you know, when he was Lucifer, 
Mm-hmm. It would have been good. You know, how experiencing that th- through Lucifer's eyes, like, like there's all, so much juicy shit in that season. That they just, just yeah, got so angry not. again. That's so true. Because of the thing he said. Because Cass, literally, literally, they let Lucifer, who we don't care about. Come on. We don't care about yeah. him. They let Lucifer have a, a convo with Daddy, but... Oh, don't call him that. With <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, Daddy. Yeah. Uh, Stand by it. But, like, here's the other thing is that I think that the similarities between Cass and Lucifer are so fun. Like, as we saw in that scene uh, where yeah. Lucifer calls Cass a peculiar creature. Like, it's very good because it's, like, they are similar, but they're also really different in very key aspects. And the fact yeah. that, like, Cass is disgusted by fallen angels and, like, he doesn't want anything Whoopsie. to do with them and does everything in his power not to fall. And, like, yeah, that's all really interesting. And especially when Lucifer is back, like, that is all leading up to the Jack stuff, right? And so it would yeah. have been, like, a really good jumping off point for him to then get, you know, have his whole Jack arc instead yeah. of him just kind of being like, oh, well, I I felt bad about X, Y, Z, so I thought, well, fuck it. Um, <laughs> I'll let Lucifer be my vessel it's just like well, no like <laughs> yeah can i just i have a question like do you guys mm-hmm. think of chuck as Cass's dad actually because i realize it must be a very very different like uh, setup very different setup obviously he's an angel he wasn't biologically produced or whatever but um like in the same way that uh, the angels call each other brother because they're like in a yes. cult. He's father yeah. in the cult yes. sense, you know. Have you two like, yeah. seen um, Annie? Like Little Wolf and Annie? The musical? When I was like nine, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. I think it's like if you imagine, come, follow me here, like Cass <laughs> being Annie. Like. Okay. Then, like, I feel like Chuck is kind of like um, the fucking lady who runs the orphanage. Oh, my God. Miss Agatha. It's like she's in charge of his life or (laughs) Annie's life. (laughs) I feel like it's my duty to just stand up and say, I don't follow. Um, I'm so sorry. I want to because I love. Wait, I love that this want... is where your mind is at, but I have to say it's it's not working for me. But I love that it went there. Is it because you don't get the reference? I just I thought like it's kind of like he's an orphan. Is it because <laughs> like, you like don't get the reference? Dad, dad. No, I get it. I just I'm like yeah. It it doesn't track for me, but I I appreciate it so much. <laughs> Okay, good. Yeah, I'm, right. I I just wanted some clarity on wh- where you guys were at on that. I I just don't uh-huh. know what to what to think because again, trying to put like heavenly relationships in earthly concepts is is a little bit of a um a losing game in my opinion. They're kind of like you know, like how we have a found family, and that's like generally like a positive thing, and it's like a good thing for the characters. It's like the opposite, opposite of a found family. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's really like they're to, linked. Yeah. They're like coworkers mm. and cult. <laughs> yeah. We've we've had this discussion before. Jess is right. It's like a cult thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. Okay. I think I feel like uh. You know. Yeah. Kind I think of, we've exhausted this guy. We talked about a lot of stuff. We could talk about. 
I mean, we could talk for hours and hours, and we will. Um, <laughs> so I think Stay we should tuned. head into um, Salt Mines and Heart Lockets. Ella, will you take us? Will you take us by the hand? Okay, I have two things in my Salt Mines, so I won't go too deep into them. But um, we touched on it briefly, the Dean and Pam um, kiss situation, not into it. Um, you don't mm. just have a chuck a kiss in there for no reason. I know that part of Pam's like personality mm-hmm. was that she was like thirty flirty and and thriving. really flirty with with the boys, yeah, and obviously like really keen and yeah, like just that that's part of her. But I think it almost like cheapens the like conversation that they have or something. It just doesn't feel right. And then Dean's reaction is so like one note too. He's just kind of like, oh okay, and then like turns around like it just. Yeah, we, you know, we just I mean, we just saw him kiss Joe, and that exactly. was like so meaningful, and and it's just this you can't just make Dean kiss everybody, like they, right, right. <laughs> like this is this is a no Joe and Dean. This no. Yeah. Also, she should have been, she should have grabbed Sam's ass. Like, what happened to that, Pamela? It's just <laughs> I think they kind of botched it in this episode. It's, yeah, I just don't know what it added. Mm. I, I, I don't know. I I do think that I feel like this is Pam slipping through the narrative. Pam wanted to get some action. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it really is just something that somebody does because they're bored. I think actually, it, if you look at it from that, no, I was trying to make an argument for it being like, well, if you look at it that way, then it is interesting that heaven's unfulfilling because there's no real connection. But yeah, no, I'm over it. I'm actually mm. not. Yeah, so, no, that they no they're just they love to just throw a kiss around for no reason, and I just all these it's kisses fine. and no kiss for Cass. Anyway, um, <laughs> and the other thing is that the music they play when the boys are running from Zach and Ash finds them, I do not like. Oh, yeah. I there was a lot of good music cues in this episode. Like, um, there's like they play like that theme. What's that theme called that they always play? Americana like the theme. Yeah, 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 yeah. They play that. But then, yeah, th- like, I don't know if you guys, like, paid attention, but when I was watching it, I was like, what is this music? It's, like, this rock track. I don't think it's, like, a needle drop. I think it's just, like, a soundtrack rock song. Um, I did not like it. Uh, I didn't notice it at all. So I don't remember. <laughs> I was very distracted by Ash's little outfit. I was like, oh, my God, go, bestie, go. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Oh, Ella. Oh, sorry, Jess. What about you? Uh, are we doing hearts, hearts, salts, hearts, salts, hearts, salts, heart salts, salties, salt, salt, salt. Um, salt, 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 salt. Angelina salt, Jolie heart, and salt. salt. Um, salt. I actually think that my salt mine doesn't come from this episode, but it's how okay. they botch heaven later after doing it so perfectly that's here. Okay, um, that's fair. You know. Yeah. As we yeah, go, and also the, Joshua here being very excellent, um, and, then and then they bring him back later in the series, and then just like he's played by an actor who doesn't have like very much screen presence, and then yeah. they, I think they just kill him. So it's like this episode is truly one of my favorites, and I think that they just like uh, blow it. Later. Yeah, they set it up yeah. so well, and then they cannot. So this is uh, Roger Aaron Brown. So shout out, shout out to him is for he, having. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if he's also dead. No, he's alive. How would you say it? Okay, thank, thank I you. Think. I guess. Damn. Can I just okay. like 
Everyone was dead the last time we checked. <laughs> Thank you for having the, like, and shout out to him for having, like, the biggest, most compassionate eyes while delivering the news that, um, sorry, this guy doesn't give a fuck. Like, that was great. Yeah. Yeah, it's so unsettling. Like, it's almost like the boys, it's like a, um, they're almost like not expecting it because he has this like really calming presence and then when he'd like oh, yeah that, he's like, really what yeah yeah he's he's, re- he's really kind he's a very like typical sage type you know mm. um but i enjoyed it still you know everybody loves a good sage come on uncle iroh but it's also like it. he has no answer you know what i mean he's just like yeah, yeah. Like, he seems like the kind of guy who, like, makes everything okay, but actually he's like, can you fuck off? God doesn't want anything to do with you. That is actually so interesting as well. Like, he's very, like, cool about it, but he is, in effect, shutting a door. He he almost, he makes me think if we're thinking of the kind of corporate energy that Zach is bringing, um, it's, it's almost like you think he's like a really cool guy that you can kind of bitch to around the office. Like, mm-hmm. but then you and find then out that like, you. yeah, he reports you and, <laughs> and all, you know what I mean? It's Yeah. Or like, this is just work for him, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he doesn't care. Or like, you thought you guys were real friends, but you were just work friends. You're just work friends. That's embarrassing. Oh, yeah. That is, that one hurts. Humiliating. To be yeah. That one hurts <laughs> Very real bad. bad. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I guess I should do my salt mine. I didn't like... Yeah. And this is... I've said it before. I think it's silly. When they have... When they have Cass say stuff like, um, son of a bitch, it sounds silly. <laughs> like, it doesn't... <laughs> it's not just that the choice is out of character for me. It is out of character, but I also think Misha Collins delivers it in a way that is very funny. <laughs> like, it pulls me out of it a little bit. And I'm sorry to be mean about it, but... Like I think the him. only way to make it work is to just be like, oh, haha, um, Cass is still like learning how to talk in like <laughs> this vessel. Yeah, and then it's like, it it's, it's like fine, but it's not, it's not fine. I, um, I, I would prefer if he had, I don't know, if he had said something like you coward or, um, like, uh, like rather than like a, a pejorative that you throw at somebody, have it be an actual moral issue that he is lobbing at God. I I think that's more in character for Cass. Yeah, yeah. Get some like biblical references. You know what? In there. They should have yeah. let him say "fuck you." Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care that it's PG thirteen. Actually, they're allowed one fuck under PG thirteen. Cass so. sh- Cass is allowed to say "fuck." <laughs> no one else on the show can say "fuck," but he can say "fuck." Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you know what I need? I need to see if I can, we have to see if Misha Khans can do this first. Before we go back in time and fix the show, we have to see if he can say fuck in a way that makes me like believe it and not want to laugh at him. So we'll, we have to check that. It's important. Um, it's too late. I've already, I've already in my brain changed it changed it i can see it i remember watching it and i remember when Cass said fuck you fuck you yeah he says fuck you i believed in you oh yeah god that's pretty good that would have been good emmy for that scene actually i'm putting that in my heart locket 
with with my other stuff in my heart locket. It's going there. When I Cass love said, that scene. You. When Cass said, fuck you, I believed in you. God damn. God damn. They put my boy through it. We didn't talk about that scene enough, I think. Maybe we just, like, again, got lost in the sauce, in the thinking <laughs> about Cass' sauce. Um, but, yeah, like, after he says fuck you, I believed in dot dot dot, you know. Mm. Um, He like pulls the amulet out and then says he doesn't need it. It's worthless. That hurts. That hurts. (laughs) That was pretty good. When he goes, it's worthless, he's like, even if it helped me find God, I wouldn't want to see him because God's worthless in this instance. Like, it's it's good. It's funny how that also lines up with like where Dean's headspace is at. And oh, it's yeah. like Dean also is going, yeah, you're right. And just being you know, no really this, yeah. like sh- not short sighted, but really just like in the moment goes, yep, very true, true that. Fuck this thing that <laughs> my brother gave me when I was like 12. I actually thought was really important. Yeah. <laughs> like when he, when Cass asked him for it, he was really hesitant to give it to him. It was really. Important, like, important yeah. to him, yeah. And then because he's frustrated with Sam for uh, experiencing their childhood so differently, he throws it away. Like that sucks so bad. Um, did you guys all appreciate the the sound that it made when it went in the trash can? Because I know it didn't actually sound like that. They had somebody in the studio. They had their little foley artist saying, "Okay, now make it. We need metal on metal, and it needs to thunk into the trash can." Because that thing sounded like it weighed. Five pounds. <laughs> I was about to say, Jess, give me your best onomatopoeia of what the sound was, but is it thunk? It's not really thunk uh, because it is does it like have a very clunk? metallic, like, clang. It, has, it clangs. Uh, well, it remember, like, that like, there was a, like, the issue with it in the first place was that it kept, like, hitting Jensen in the mouth and hurting. Which is they yeah, really get to change it. <laughs> so maybe it, it is really clunky. <laughs> I don't doubt that it is very clunky, but if it, if if it actually weighed the amount that it weighed to make that kind of noise in the trash can, Jensen would have no teeth left. Like, <laughs> Do you'd have, have a broken nose. in the back of his neck. He would have a, he would yeah. have a, he'd have a scoliosis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I was going to try and find, like, who the Foley artist was, but stop it's it. very hard because there's I think a it lot. is, yeah. There's right, not just so- one person the whole show, it seems. Um, Ella, I'm gonna give you this opportunity to to do the next part of the of the outro. Oh well, <laughs> thank we you. Getting... <laughs> yeah, because I want to. I keep trying to usher you that way. <laughs> it's not working. You, I'm gonna you edit started. This out. I did not even. I did not even clock that you had started doing the outro, and that was my part. I was just like, yeah. Ilsa's asked me what my salt mine is. I didn't. <laughs> did not even I realize like, that I was supposed to be doing this whole section. That's fine. It's cool. Hey, we're kind of. Should have said it explicitly, and we could have just cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Why? There's no point to be coy. Like, <laughs> I was trying to be professional. I don't know. Well, um, Ilsa, what is in? Uh, no, wait, Jess, what is in your heart hmm. locket? Or did you already do there we that? Go. No, uh, I did no, my. Oh, my heart locket. Um, yes. Well, you know it's that they put my boy in the radio and they put him in the TV. <laughs> <laughs> they put him in the. Because Jess, he's a what? He's a radio wave. Uh, <laughs> so true. It goes on the they merch. It goes like on the, the merch. 
like the cathode ray television. Let me just quickly <laughs> Google to make sure that's something. Cathode ray tube. Mm. Boom. Um, really good. Yeah. Tube TV. They put him in an electron gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's really special. It's, it must be said. It's so good. It's so good. There's like literally nothing else to say. Like they put him on the radio and they put him in the TV. Perfect. No notes. We love to see it. No notes. Incredible mm-hmm. stuff. Wait, Ilse, do you already say what your hot looker no, was? No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, I'm going to say it's uh, Samantha Smith's uh, performance as Mary. Oh, yeah. She always fucking, that. This episode she is fucking kills it. She kills mm. it every time. When she's saying mean shit to Dean, it's so great. When she's like tense and on the phone with John, um, because he's moved out for a few days because they had a really bad fight. And she's like saying all this shit that sounds like somebody who's gearing up to get a divorce lawyer, which she should have done. Um, it's hard to get a divorce, bleh, hard to get a divorce back then. I Yeah, divorce. sure. She could have just gone off the grid with her kids, but whatever. Um, yeah. I She just, she does such a good job. She's, and you know what is fun is, because I have watched the show, um, I get to interpret Dean's memory of her as her, like, he remembers the performance of her. Like, he he remembers mm. her asking him if he would like pie, um, w- wearing a pretty dress. And, like, she tells us later on that she never begged. She bought that pie. And it's all these yeah. deep, like, these things that... that uh, that he deeply held beliefs, but we like I watch this now and I see the, a, a performance and a performance, and I I enjoy that. It might just be me giving it too much credit, but I really like it. No, I no, I see that too because it's like she's it because it works like she's trying to pull herself together for his sake, and it's mm. and it's simultaneously like conveying that, but then also like because we yeah like you said like in the future we yeah. see her perspective on that basically, and it's it's still yes. Yeah. So it's, yeah, and it's I do think she loves her little kid who is like really kind to her and tells her that, you know, his dad still loves her and he loves her. Like, I think she's, she genuinely does love this little kid and calls him like pet names and whatnot. But I do, I do think that there's an element of, of that performance there. Anyway, Samantha Smith, call me. Do you want to hang out? Um, I'd love to have you on. A, I'd love to have... Actually, let me see her IMDb. I want her to headline something. Um, yeah, and if she show. has Ben Edlund's number, maybe she could help us with that. Please, oh my gosh, can we? Uh, we can get coffee, and I, um, <laughs> my sister has a couple of scripts. We can work something out. Please, mm-hmm. <laughs> hey guys, we're gonna get it from our new Tumblr friend, the Real Kripke. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> right. Dope, 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 dope. <laughs> Um, Ella? Ella? Oh, my heart locket. Okay. Um, it's very minor just because we've already gushed over this whole episode. So in general, it's this whole episode. But there's this moment at the start, um, when Dean is, like, waking up and he, like, looks really sleepy. That's, that's in my heart locket. (laughs) Oh. 
Of course. I, of course, was thinking of my girl, Sheila O'Malley, who always loves to talk about what Dean looks like waking up and sleeping and whatnot. She's fun <laughs> like that. Sheila, I don't want to speak to you ever, um, but I'm thinking of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just such a it's like such a cute thing. And then I was like, that can be that can be it. That can be my house. It is fun that the first thing he does, like, like you would cuddle a pillow, he reaches for his gun, which is, that's so him. Yeah. He's like yeah. fancy gun. I think he's got that one. With the mother of... I don't know when he gets handled. it, I, yeah. yeah. It's a little gun. So We've cute. not been really doing any gun corners. Did he say... Um, I know we're not doing gun corners. Fuck no, it. no, we're not. We're not. I'm just saying. I did notice it I mean, his free little gun is one of my favorite things about Dean. It's, like, it's yeah, weird style. that there isn't lore about his gun, though. It's just like, Dean just has this gun. Dean, yeah. they're like, well, it's cool. He just has his fancy gun. And it's like, his fancy oh, okay. gun with a mother of pearl inlay in the hand. Yeah. Like, for sure. Does yeah, Sam have normal. a gun? Sam has many guns, but not like, well, like he doesn't a have, gun like, a that's his. He doesn't have, like, a pistol. God, they just hate giving Sam anything. <laughs> he can't, like, he can't he have his have own a car. gun. He doesn't have a gun. He has a laptop. <laughs> Sam's got a laptop. It's fine. He doesn't need a gun. He is armed with knowledge. He wouldn't say knowledge. He's armed with lore. <laughs> Should but we even get that, out of here? Like, there's that point where, where like, there's that fight him and Dean are having and mm-hmm. he's trying to, like, gas Dean up and he's like, you know, you're the best hunter I know, you know, you're good at the lore. Like, he's saying that kind of stuff. <laughs> so it's like that and eventually... He He's even trying to gas Dean up. I don't think that's 100% real. Ella, you have to get us out of here. We're stuck it's, until you let us go. We're trapped here. <laughs> You're gonna... <laughs> Purgatorio. I need to go to the bathroom. I'm like a little doggy scratching at the door. Please let me out. <laughs> well, sorry. I just like like talking to you so much. So I like sorry. talking to you guys sorry too. I don't want to finish the episode. Oh, now she's trying to be cute. Now she's trying to be sweet to us. We're not fooled. Okay, really shut up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Australian talk about next week's <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, did everyone have a good like Valentine's Day? Oh, my Valentine's Day was really great. You guys are I fucking liars. Some... I hate you. I got some chocolate for it special. I can't believe you would just like disbelieve both of us. You think that, that I'm so some rude. kind of idiot clown <laughs> who would believe you? Well. <laughs> No. <laughs> anyway, did you have a good Valentine's? You and Zig do anything special? Um, you out. don't say yeah. what the next episode is, <laughs> and then we get to say goodbye and I love you. I would be so mad. Um. Okay. So we're actually not skipping any episodes, which is fun. Um. So next week Woo-hoo! we'll be picking back up where this one ends oh, at yeah. ninety-nine problems. Mm-hmm. So. As we alluded to earlier, things <laughs> happen in that episode. Some stuff's um, going on. It's not one that I remember really distinctly, but I think that oh, like really? once I watch it, I don't know. I think maybe I just. Well, I think what happens is when I get to this point in a rewatch, um, this episode is really depressing. And oh yeah, isn't this the one I, where Cass gets it's drunk? It's like a little stump. The next one is yeah, the, yeah. I love this one. That's all I remember. I love that one as well. It's he's set. he's gonna be mean to Sam. Everybody's favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and by everybody we mean Jess. What's 
No, um, everybody, everybody likes it. I mean, I like it. I'm not gonna lie. I, I think like it's it a fun. lot. And okay, and also Sam yeah. has insane chemistry with that bartender. It's like the one oh, time yeah, where I'm like, this oh, the second time. This uh, is like right? the second time for personally. There's the the that witch that he encounters the one time. Oh when yeah, he gets yeah, old. the witch. Yeah, I'm yeah. actually slowly getting on the by Sam train, and it's devastating. I mean, I still think that he is... He's um, like a Kenzie one. We can talk about this next week. We have to go. <laughs> okay, we'll do that. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Very quickly, I think he's attracted to women in the same way that lesbians are attracted to women. Yes. Um, True. That's the we'll vibe that I get from Sam. Next week. But okay. yeah. I don't know what um, that Okay, means. so the... We'll it's, talk about it next. I'll, we'll I'll you, have to show when you're you. Older, we'll tell when you. I get older, then I'll understand. <laughs> so uh-huh. next week you'll understand. Ah, uh, so yeah, so this is this. I just realized, yeah. So this is the episode with, um, as they say in the show, the whore. So that'll be interesting. We can get into that. Um, especially since like it's Cass who brings it up. So that'll be that'll be good. Um, yeah. So that's it. Um. We already said this, but if there's anything that we didn't cover that you think, oh my god, why didn't they talk about this? We forgot. Um, please write into us, and we'll talk about it in the end of season wrap up. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at the Cascast, and you can email us at thecastcast at gmail dot com. Thank you so much for listening. We love you so much. Yeah, especially uh, for listening to this one. We we really got into it. We love you. Bye. <laughs> love you. Bye. I was gonna say, guys, I've been getting into anime. What? Oh my it's god! A which one? Who are? This is the next moment for you. You yeah. have. I mean, you're dipping your toes into gamer culture. Exactly. Uh, exactly. You're gamer girl. You're gonna be an anime girl. It's just one of those things. Which anime? Like things are like. Um, it's called Hunter Hunter. But it's like written like Hunter X Hunter, yeah. Yeah, I know. I think it's very popular. Yeah, (laughs) I've heard of this. (laughs) But I've seen this. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was hanging out with two of my new friends from, well, my one of my new friends from computer school and her boyfriend, and we were going through Netflix, and I just kept asking if every anime that came up, I was like, "And is that good? Is that good? (laughs) Is that good?" Because it was funny to me at the time. Um. But then they're like, yeah, you should actually watch Hunter Hunter. And I was like, okay. And actually, it's really cute. Uh, and I really like it. So there you go. So, I mean, we all learned something today, I think. Mm-hmm. Do you want an anime wreck for for the next one? Uh, potentially, yeah. Um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is really good. Thank you. That was exactly what I was going to say. It's <laughs> okay. really good. Yeah, I feel like I should watch that and I should watch like NGE because I feel like those two are ones oh, that I've heard, heard a lot about. Yeah. Yeah. What, like, I would say that like Full Metal Alchemist is like um, more entertaining and like better. Yeah. Whereas like mm-hmm. Neon Genesis is kind of like. It's really cool what they did, but like, and it's trying to do a lot, but it's the quality of like the animation and stuff isn't as good. So it's kind of like less engaging. Oh, gotcha, maybe? gotcha. Yeah. One of my but, favorite things. I'm yeah, sorry, you go. Go ahead. No, you go. No, I was just going to say one of my favorite things about uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is that um, it's like if there, <laughs> it's like if a political thriller um, slash mystery was also slapstick and 
Hmm. It handles both of those things really well. And there's also like magical. It's fucking cool. That's basically. Yeah. And it like gets better and better as you keep watching it as well. Like if in the first few eps you're like, oh, this is a bit slapsticky. You just have to, if you just like get into it. I know, by episode three, you're like, okay, this is serious. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it is a very serious concept. It's um like a lot of supernatural parallels like it's one of those shows where, where you can really Actually. do like a line for line for like a lot of the plot and the characters with supernatural characters but uh you know who what's would be oh, go ahead everything in the world is supernatural have you guys noticed this uh-huh. i've no- i've noticed this i'm glad that you bring this up but i i do have to ask you um ella who do you think is the cast of if maybe uh winry maybe <laughs> Okay. I don't know. I don't okay. Know. She's also like is kind of the Bobby. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't watched it in a while. She's kind of the Bobby. I sh- I should I should get back into that. I really should. You, you like can't right. stream Brotherhood here. You can only stream the original. And I don't want to watch Brotherhood. I don't want to watch the original. Leave me alone. I want to watch this one. No, Why Brotherhood is the good this? one. Original. I the know. original is, Yeah, yeah. I realized, as I said it, that it's definitely... <laughs> you said it the other way around, yeah. I said it I said it in a way that oh was God. weird, but I know what I meant. So Maybe it was there's fine. a fucking millipede, bajillipede in here. A thing with Ew. a bajillion fucking legs. One of the baby ones is running around on my desk. Now I think it's underneath the little fan thing for my computer. And I'm just like, brother, you're meant to be a creature in the dark. And it's like, I know, I'm trying to get to the dark. So you turn on all the lights in here. In the basement? Oh, are you still in Washington? Yeah. No, I'm in the basement. I'm in the basement where, oh. you know, where the millipedes live. So I can't where even be that mad. Yeah. I just looked it up and I can't stream Brotherhood either. So um, I'm going to kill somebody. I and think, okay, maybe maybe I'm just priority. thinking that Winry is the cast because like. Um, because of the love interest? Yeah, like just the, the dynamics of the three, but might be. I, don't know. I remember. I remember when I, I watched Brotherhood. I, I was like, it was like one of the first animes that I watched, and so I was like, mm. oh, like I really, I, I'm really like gonna, you know, get into good animes. But it's like at a certain point, there's just not that many. Ah! Fucking hell! Are you okay? Are you alright? <laughs> Sorry, it just I wasn't expecting it to really come towards me. It just came out <laughs> it's like i don't mind it if it's like doing its own thing (laughs) far away (laughs) i'm so sorry i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) i think we scared each other me and the bug i can see it right now i mean i would say that (laughs) oh god did you say i could i can see her right now sorry for that slap is that uh, what you said? I think I said I could see, see it right now. Okay. Probably. Well, <laughs> the thing that I heard was uh, in line with my understanding of you as a person. So I won't be apologizing for the That's fine. I need this thing to retreat into a crack or a crevice. I don't want to be seeing it, you know? Yeah, can, oh, it, God, can it just like... <laughs> uh. <laughs> it just needs to hang out elsewhere. It's not a difficult ask. Just I know. go the hang pra- out It can't elsewhere. find a crack or a crevice. It also so, wants to go away, and I'm like, <laughs> so your basement I want that for is, it as well. 
the um your basement is uh in too good repair. Is that is that how you say that? There's no cracks and no crevices. Is the problem. yeah okay? Now yeah. just kind of hanging out. I think it's. I think I think we're good. Should we do this I episode? Hope so. I think we should. <laughs> I think we've yeah we've given them enough. Are you ready? <laughs> enough of our soul today. <laughs> um, oh, God, that was um, scary. I'll be honest. That was really yeah. Scary. <laughs> need a minute. <laughs> No, we Gucci, uh, we Gucci. Can I just say that I hate daylight savings time because it's really, really impacting my hanging out with you guys' time. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like that. It's I'm very angry at both of your nations. Thank I you. didn't. I, why didn't we realize that this was going like to happen? Or whatever. I just, like, like, when didn't it, put it together. Yeah, like. <laughs> We're constantly talking about the time and like talking to each other in different time zones. And like when mine happened, I didn't realize. And then we talked about how mine happened. Wow, that's so crazy. Daylight savings. And then it happened again. And we didn't realize. Yeah. Elsa, are you sure that you're not going to be going through any kind of daylight savings as well? Uh, No, I've never gone through daylight savings in my life. You know why? Because I'm just better than that. And it was like even further away, like it's because it's the opposite. No, yeah, it's bad. It's I mean, it's expanded both ways, both directions. <sighs> All right, okay. Um, Shall we get into it? Yeah. Also, I see that you yes. are also in the document. Um, I'm in there. Yeah. 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 Um, are, are, you, are we good that? with it? Is it in the in episode the, the episode template? template? Wait, here I come. Are you ready to do the middle jazz? I sure am. Did you do the little... I'm so excited for you to do Do what we did last week or do you know, did you change it up? Like, I want to know. Just like a classic, you know, short summary. Okay. Okay, fantastic. I'm I'm looking forward to it. All right. I was going to put my points in here, like, but then I was like, no, I'm... I'll just have them like open as well. Oh my gosh, you're the most considerate. You even put in the directed and written by. And the yeah, because I just like, like I what is... was a bit earlier like to sit at my computer yesterday, so I was like, I'm just gonna do homework. Okay, fantastic. Well, I'm closing IMDb as we speak. So, <laughs> all right. Um... Oh, you remind me. I need to have everything open. Are you gonna have the transcript open? Should... You often just do have it open, but. I, I, I do often now? have. A, uh, no, should I open it for you quick? No, I was I was just going to open it. Okay. Well, okay, well you do your thing. <laughs> are you? I'm going to do my thing. I'm I'm doing it now. Okay. Yeah, even like even like two of you could have it open. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> and it's I like I I have already it opened possible. it, but I I just wanted to check that we you, are really like you not loosen, calibrated so. today. <laughs> We're not calibrated well today. Bedtime. Okay, okay. I need to adjust to our sitting. Okay, are you... Is everybody comfy? Yes. Okay, no one's freaked out by a bajillion of peed? Well. It's hiding from me. I think it's gone. I just hope it stays off the desk, you know? It's like none of my business what a bug gets up to. I just don't want it happening, like... Where my arms and hands are. You just don't want to see it. 
Hello? Oh, I thought that was my end. Ella, you're you're fine. Ella, now. you've gone silent. Really? <laughs> Ella, can you, can you hear, hear us? us? Ella, are you there? <laughs> Ella, Ella, can you hear me? Come back. The oh, Australia got her. Oh my god, oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm here. Ella, can you can hear you us? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear us? <laughs> Ella? Can you hear me? we missed all of that. Uh, uh, until, can you hear me now? Until Jack yelling at Cass. Um, can you hear me I'm now? Sorry. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Wait, okay. We have something. Can you- oh Coming to you live. Ella, can you hear us from Jess? Ella, can you hear us? Wait. OMG, I'm yelling. yelling. I'm yelling. We can hear you yelling. yelling. (laughs) Does that mean that she can hear us, though? Yes. She left. God, soldier down. She's coming back. Can you hear me now? Hello? Ella. Can't hear you. Ella. If you're talking, we can't hear. Why can't I hear you? Maybe it's your mic. Did you accidentally mute on your mic? Did did you break another dongle? The dongle? Um, dongle Was it the dongle? absolutely get you. The dongle will get you. That's the thing about dongles. People don't appreciate it. It will get you. Keep talking and singing. Ella. This is so sad. Ah, I said like Marlon Brando. <laughs> it's okay. Ella. Sure. You know how he yells Stella? Stella. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. Hey, can you yes. hear me now? Yeah. Yes, oh, I get it. There we go. Thank you. I do get it. <laughs> now we're just hanging out. So now we're just chilling. Uh, we're just chilling. Ella's not here. Ella left. It's so sad when you just like lose a co-hosty. <laughs> We lost her in the wars. Okay, she's back. She's back in here. Okay, uh, Emma, I do think it might be your mic. Are you speaking? Yo, I'm back. It there was you Discord. Are. Okay. It was Discord. So, like, I had to like close Discord and start again. I could hear you for ages um, until I said I'm yelling, and then I um, had to restart Discord. It was really they annoying. fucking killed you. They sniped you. I was like. I, like, joined the voice channel again, and then, like, it wasn't picking up. But it's like, bro, I didn't change anything. This is on you. I, I'm i still recording, said, so it's all good. We're cutting you off. Well, we're, we're glad you're still recording, because I can't wait out. Uh, wow. Um, I can't wait to hear what you said, because it sounded really profound. Like, well, I was like, why are they letting me talk so much? And then I heard you, like, go, like... Because we could, you were, you were, you had vanished from us. Yeah, <laughs> you were gone from our sight. Yeah. Um, um what, what was the last thing you heard me say? Don't oh even boy. know. You're talking about Castiel. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe I'll just say the whole thing again, and and else you'll just have to like cut around. Yeah, this well, whole it's totally fine. It's well, I mean, it's gonna be funny in the outtakes. That's good, you know. <laughs> just me yelling. Um.